0: Hey Rob! Hey guys!
1: Oh wait! Jay?
0: Why Hi. are you here?
1: Where is here? I don't
2: even know what's going on. What time zone is it?
0: Rob, where are we? Seattle, Washington.
2: Man, you guys really know how to make an electrifying podcast. Is it still? I did exactly what you is normally
1: it... do. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> Careful not to throw stones in this glass house. Cause Cause I just, this is I how just they like all
2: start. The hesitancy of Mr. Robert Bradford. Hey, we are here in Seattle, Washington, live from Seattle, Washington, from yes. the Bradford Studios. In what neighborhood in Seattle are we in?
0: It depends on who you ask. Someone I'm asking Lake City. you. Someone say Pinehurst. Where does Northgate? your mail come? Northgate. From? Mm-hmm.
2: What's your mail come to?
0: Seattle, yeah. Washington.
2: We're in Seattle, Washington here <laughs> at the Bradford House. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. We're wrapping
1: up the San Francisco run. Yeah, we are. And uh, and and we came. We knew we were spending the night at, at Mr. Rob Bradford's yeah. house. We did uh and then when we got picked up at the airport, there yeah. was a bonus. You
2: may be surprised that your friend of mine, Jimmy Bruce, is here back on the podcast. Yeah. Jimmy Did- has, has uh, snuck his way across the state. And tricked uh across we, across the country. Country. Across the country and now he's here.
1: Also, just p- apologies on this episode. We are tired and loopy
2: and it's gonna be great. Not that bad. It's it's yeah. also only eight o'clock in the says, PM. Says the watch. Says the watch. In yeah. in but we've been in Pacific Time. For, it's eleven where you're from. But we've been in Pacific Time for a week. There's no excuses anymore. So so we thought these guys should ask us some
1: questions. Yeah, we did. Because we always ask the questions. That's very true. Uh but but we're gonna turn it over to, to Jimmy
3: and Rob. So this is uh thematic from my past week or two here but i was wondering when you guys find a new city and i'm gonna stick with city uh because i'm a guy who enjoys cities more than like sightseeing uh random nature but what's the thing you do in a new city to like get to know it if you only have a day or two can you say city one more time city thank you i will say for for san francisco this is not everywhere because i don't
1: often go to new cities like i'm usually a pretty decent homebody but i really like how much we walked
0: in san francisco we, we walked a walk a lot at least five miles every day yeah i love to go for a run and this happens mostly when i'm in a foreign country which maybe i shouldn't mm. um i also do love to walk around but i also think it's fun to just run to a place where i don't know where i am yeah. and see if i can find my way back to the house that we're staying in which isn't the safest choice um but being a large 40-something man I have the privilege to be able to do that and so I will go and go for a run and then like just kind of run Um, also I think it's fun to see the culture of who other runners are and the running culture of people who are out there running because it says a lot about the place Um, and also no one hassles me to buy things because they see that I'm running I'm sweating I got my headphones on Um, are you just are you an introvert no The, the headphone thing no I didn't think so but like the
1: headphone thing is real. Like, if I am walking in a city by myself, headphones means do not talk to me. Um, I put headphones on in
0: a city, so people don't talk to me. Yeah, like even if I don't have them on.
1: It's, it's like the the human equivalent of a do not disturb sign. Yeah. Like, just don't don't do it.
3: It was funny. I was walking around the International District in Seattle alone without headphones, and I had the instinct. I was like, I should have brought headphones. I'm walking around alone. I was like, I guess this is fine. I'm just listening to whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know what my go-to, I think I like museums and like historic, that's what I like. I like like statues and monuments and uh, things like that. So if I didn't know anybody in the city, I think I would go on like uh, a historical tour. Yeah. Like if I didn't know anybody in Seattle and I had a day here, I would do like the underground Seattle tour. Yeah, underground Seattle. Would be uh, awesome. I would go to museum. I would go to the, the plate. Like if I had actually been at San Francisco with time, I would have gone to Alcatraz. I would have gone to all of the... I love the places that make that, that place distinct. And, and if that makes a... sense from a former
0: history teacher. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And if even if I'm going to a place like Raleigh or something like that that I don't really it's not like nationally known for a Anything. specific place i would still find a place in raleigh that's like what is important to you where is your mind and i go see that no i, think I it says a lot i'm of going English. to
0: philadelphia actually oh man there's great in february answer. yeah and this conference starts on a thursday but i'm going on wednesday because they do a pre-conference and they're doing the great philadelphia race for like eight hours on Wednesday, and wow. it's like the Amazing Race—they're going to put us in teams and we're going to explore the city. Nice. And I'm like, that'll be awesome in yeah, Philadelphia. Like, guys, like, like I have that, to sign up for that. Stuff like
1: awesome. I always hate it at first. I'm like, oh, mandatory really fun. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. ends up being really cool. Yeah. And if it's you the give the yourself to, to see a city. Well, I'm
0: excited. Being a dean of students, former teacher, former youth pastor, I'm excited to be a participant. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I'm always planning those things, and so I'm excited. I, and I'll be critical of the people who planned it because that's my nature, but. I'm excited that I don't have to be worried about is everyone, if everyone else is having a good time. Right. Which is always my worry when it's something I've planned. Yeah. So that pressure will be gone. And I'm looking forward to
2: that. That's so nice when you're not a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's nice being a leader because that's kind of what we're called to do. And we have skills for that. But when you're always the leader, it's first uh, disorienting, but then really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a little frustrating when people are not leading well, but also at the same time, like, that's well, not my problem. Oh, the other thing I was thinking that is actually... Um, well, while, while in some ways they can be problematic, also going on a mission trip to a place, especially a city, will allow you to see the city in a way that's different than when you're a tourist.
1: Yes. What has been your on your world tour? Uh, What's my, your go-to stuff?
3: My go-to is find like local coffee and a uh, restaurant I can just find like good restaurant that has a little more local food or food that's unique, trying to be unique.
2: Uh, to the region. I like local chains. I know that that sounds kind of... I wrong, do too.
3: No, where's... I totally... As I kinda, yeah. I realized, like, oh, I bet more... Like, they would eat at this a lot more. Yeah. So, I, when I find, like, a chain, uh, like, I found a weird, like, a coffee chain when I was driving through Nebraska, it was, like, eight exits in a row where I was, like, I'm the same sign for that coffee.
2: Yeah. i just get that. But even, like, in an outbitter, like, yeah, like I'm not above that kind of stuff. Like, no, I think it's good. It's, it's fast food. You shouldn't be, like, this is the best thing ever, but... It's well, nice we don't to have. see Yeah hmm. right. And it's just nice to see how different Like every time I go The times I've gone to foreign countries I'll get Whatever weird chips that
0: they have Oh and, weird chips in the foreign countries! Yeah, that's, that's the, the best thing to do. It's the best Especially if it's Doritos Especially if it's Doritos if It's, Doritos, it's, it's like, like oh what are the insane. weird flavors of Doritos yeah, no, like, Weird weirds the wrong Different flavors, flavors. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah Odd for us Yeah Unusual flavors Same as true
0: with Coke right I mean when I like go to. Epcot Oh yeah There's all those different flavors of Coke I know
3: The other thing I was going to say was beer was uh, finding like the whatever beers local to that
0: region, and that's what we haven't done yet. No. Or did you do it on your own? Nope. Because we went to coffee. Went to this nice coffee place, not Starbucks. Um, did they have Starbucks. I've been to a couple. I've been. They, was, do they do have a Starbucks. They do have a few Starbucks here. Okay. Okay.
1: Like here, you could do Pike Place, and I would forgive it. Yes, the original. Starbucks. The thing that's interesting. Yeah, and the
0: around thing around that's interesting about go. Pike Place is that. Um, Yes, the tourists go there. Right. But also, there are multiple people who live like in that area. That is the, that is their store. That is the market that they go to. It's, there are plenty of non tourists right. who go to Pike Place on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, someplace like Times Square, nobody who lives in New York goes to Times Square. No. But Pike Place, people go to Pike Place even if they live in Seattle. Rob has a yeah, question. Oh, yeah, Rob oh, asked you ask a, a question. question. Oh, I was just going to ask um, when is the last time? You can remember doing something, as an adult, that you legitimately were embarrassed. I think it's Jimmy trying to drink this tea right
2: now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's it's you, so full. Yeah, yeah, you're also leaning it away from you. Are you trying to pour it on the table?
1: Don't laugh. No, it. no. Don't laugh because you go, go for it. Yeah.
0: And let me be clear. I asked it's that question because I think sometimes as adults, we book. think we don't get embarrassed. Um, Last night... You were embarrassed last night. What what
1: happened? Oh. So I don't think you saw this. No. I I think mercifully most people in our cohort didn't, but the two worst people to have seen it did. Oh, no. Uh, So I was having, uh, there were were two instructors for this course uh, the professor and then Karen, who's kind of like, always with us She's like the head of the whole so each each section has a different instructor and then there's one person who's in charge of the whole five things uh and they were having a very serious conversation with me about my future and like what i'm working towards and like getting really vulnerable and my problem with san francisco is you were either too hot or too cold and there was nothing in between oh yeah Um, (laughs) it really
2: was it just switches completely
1: and i was wearing a pullover and in the bar went to remove the pullover and took the shirt right with it straight up yes, man. You did. yeah it was gorilla time in a public place and it was not
0: like red face like very red faced yeah. like yeah
1: like brought the conversation to a screeching halt and i had to go weep in the corner let me ask while. this question
0: are you the type of person that if you had planned that you, that wouldn't bother you like would you would you jokingly take your shirt off in public
1: no so Probably that's not. a double embarrassment. Yeah,
0: right. No, right. that was Cuz I think about there's some things that we would do. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't plan it, I'm like I'm legitimately embarrassed. I was yeah. not doing right now.
1: And as a youth pastor, there're precious few things that embarrass me. I'm of course. used to yeah, em- of course. embarrassing yeah. myself on the regular. But we do. Yeah. Last night was that's fun. And, yeah, I didn't see that. That's really so funny. I'm so glad because I know if you and
2: Chris had seen it, I, would oh, still I, w- hearing I wouldn't still be here about it. I wouldn't rag on that because I would feel bad. Because really. yeah, you but, knew he was legitimately embarrassed. Yeah, and I would be embarrassed by that too. Yeah. So uh-huh. I try not to make fun of things that I do.
0: So I only, of course, ask questions that I have my own answers to. Please. And the most embarrassed as an adult that I can think of um, it was actually speaking of Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. My brother lived in D.C. for a while, and um, we went to the White House. We got a tour to the White House, a special tour to the White House. So you're inside the we White were, House. We were walking into the White House. We had just gone past the... From what I remember, we were we got past the first security... Coming soon. We got past the first security point. So we were in the White House. And I farted. <laughs> now, <laughs> I fart a lot. Yeah, so yeah. farting's yeah, yeah, yeah. not a big deal, no, right? right? Like, I'm not normally embarrassed by farting. This is a fart positive. But this positive. was not... The fart positive Hustle. Yes, it is. This was not an intended fart. Right. Nor did I think it was gonna smell like it. Did.
1: Oh. And we
0: get in, and I do this fart, and you could also hear it. Like it was way louder than I. Had. I wait, thought I was gonna just wait, sneak it, it out. It's not an intended fart. Does well, I didn't. It? I didn't expect it to be. Okay. <laughs> It didn't um, just surprise you. It did not surprise <laughs> me. Who was that? Oh, jeez, that's right. Yeah. It did not surprise okay. me, but I mean, like, I usually can sneak him through. And it right. was loud. Right. And my brother, I mean, we, we got dressed up. We put on shirts and ties. Yeah. We put on shirts and ties yeah. to go to the White House, you know? Like, yeah. it, was you it was a big deal. you were like, a big George fan. It, it was the Obama presidency. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 This was a big deal to us. Like, yeah. we were adults. So, yeah. I mean, this was, this was the Obama presidency. And, you know, going to the White House of the, of the first black president and a, and a president that we love and adore. Um, and to fart in his house. Like loudly, and did he, I, my did brother he walk was by like, right there. And my brother turned around to yell at me because <laughs> that's something I could possibly do to be funny, you right. know? And he turned around to yell at me, and both he and Sharon looked at me and realized the look on my face was pure embarrassment. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could see this black guy getting red, which doesn't happen. <laughs> and both of them shut down their yelling at me oh, because damn. they realized I was punishing myself. Enough. Like, I was embarrassed enough that I had already, but that's the, the kids still bring it up because both my kids were there. Everybody brings up. Remember that time you farted oh, in the White so House? This
1: is a whole family affair Everybody to catch the there. fart. He
0: farted in the White House. How about you, Jimmy?
3: I mean, I'm embarrassed constantly. <laughs> Just constantly. State of anxiety. I'm constantly in a state of anxiety. <laughs> it's like going to someone else's house and I'm like, I have to live here. And like right, right now, I'm embarrassed because I'm thinking I have sweaty clothes from like basketball and ultimate in the living room right now i can't i can't think of anything right now uh especially as an adult it's interesting how
2: there's sometimes the people who can get the most embarrassed about stuff are the people that from the outside look like they are not embarrassed by anything right like they are the most game for stuff yeah and so i'm sure there's a lot of people who know jimmy who'd be like jimmy's never embarrassed by anything yeah Yeah. they'll go all the time now people who know jimmy to talk to jimmy you know oh Jimmy is a clenched fist <laughs> All the time
3: <laughs> It's just because I'm holding
2: in a lot of farts Because I'm always yeah, embarrassed always is always He's always like the White House clenched
3: fist. Oh my.
2: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of mine I, There has to I, I feel By not really having one come to the front of my mind I don't mean to insinuate that I don't get embarrassed Because I definitely do um, but you, don't have, you don't have a moment I don't have a moment that sticks out I'm sure that there is one Um I mean, falling down is always hilarious to me, because mm. I don't do it very often, and so the times that I've like slipped on ice and fallen down, yeah, I every time that happens I laugh, but I'm also <laughs> I get, I'm not really embarrassed, but it's just funny to me when anybody falls down.
1: Well, I mask my embarrassment with humor. I make fun of myself more than yeah. anybody else ever makes fun of me yeah. to beat somebody to the punch. right? Yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I couldn't do that with a fart. No, like I had to own it, like I was. <laughs> Yeah, that was me That was me And no. it was not intended I'm sorry oh. And Obama I'm sorry Obama <laughs> I'm gonna apologizing more To Michelle or Brock Yeah Both Or maybe even Malia and Sasha But yeah. I felt bad I farted in the house
1: Like how, how soon into the tour Like in across the threshold Fart 10-15 minutes in?
0: No, it was within the first 30. I was trying to get it out before like the tour the really. First 30 seconds? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to sneak it out before like we like really <laughs> so got into the tour. Walks I mean, right in the White House and immediately farts. Looking at it. it that way, yes, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Objectively speaking, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I was trying to, you know, I mean, it's like before you go get in a car, you're like, I gotta fart now. Yeah. yeah. Um Well, I've been Jay.
2: And I've been Tyler. I've been Jimmy. We, we haven't Ooh. been, we are. That's oh, yeah. Right. And And this is Running the the Master! breaks type?
0: I don't. I don't really pay attention to Myers-Briggs, but I do know my What's What's Enneagram. What's your Enneagram? I'm
2: a 7. 7? Okay. Do you know your wing?
0: Um, there's debate in my wing. Um, my wife believes pretty strongly that I'm a 6 wing, but I believe I'm an 8 wing.
2: Do uh, you... Uh, what? But I go to 1 in stress. Yeah. Right. What, yeah. Is, what is your... Um, what does that mean to you? What's a 7 Enneagram mean to you?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Um... You know, it's hard when you think about the Enneagram because sometimes we either focus on just the positives or just the negatives. And the reality is there's both. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think of the negatives first, at least I've been told they're negatives. I think they're positives, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're seven. I, uh, seven. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't live in emotions. Um, I live in logic. Um, I don't have a lot of tolerance for emotions. Um, yeah, I mean, being a seven, I don't, I mean, so my wife is really big into the Enneagram. My wife, Sharon. Um, and she listens to podcasts. My wife. She listens to podcasts every day, reads, I don't know, she's probably read seven books on the Enneagram. She loves the Enneagram. So this is really her thing more than it's my she? thing. She's a, she's a one. 100% diehard. One wing two? One wing nine. One wing two. Yep. Two wing two. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's what Adrian is also that. Oh, two, to one. one? One wing two. But um, it's just really interesting when I think about, we've studied more of the Enneagram based on how it affects our relationship and how specifically learning more of her, us both learning more about her, makes it so we can understand why she does what she does and what motivates her. Um, and then us learning more about me and why I do what I do and what motivates me and how we can respond to each other because of that. My, I, I'm a nine, you're a nine, you're a... I'd like Four to say I'm not eight. I'm not convinced Tyler's a nine, but that's another podcast. What first. do you think I, I am? Eat? There's a debate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that Enneagrams, you should not name people. Um,
2: Well, but you just named, you unnamed me. I did unname you because I'm not, I'm not
0: sure you've done the work to feed you out of your nine.
2: Oh, I have done work. Oh, I thought you took one test. No, I took like the same, I took a a couple different tests. One of them was really, the one that I took that was too easy. It was like only like 12 questions. I was a seven. Yeah, you're not a seven. I'm not a seven. Yeah. Um, But I've taken the, another one that's, that's like 50, 40 or 50 questions. I've taken it a couple times. There's a
0: book that we have in the house right now yeah. that is really in- interesting. It asks you questions, yes or no questions, yeah. um, for each number. Yeah. And the one that the I've The one taken... you get the most for, obviously, is kind of what you are. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Um, and I'd be curious to read... Yeah, we can do that later. A six for you.
2: A six? I I'd don't think curious. it was a six at all.
0: I didn't say you were a six. Yeah. I'd be curious to
2: read a six. Okay. Way to not name it. I'm not naming it.
0: Yeah. I'd be curious to read a five <laughs> for you also. And a four. I, and a well, three. Well, and that's why I'm, well, a, that's why I'm a nine. Two. No, not a two. That's why I'm
2: a nine. Yeah. Because nines can be all those. Th- I mean, like I can, I can relate to all those things. Are you an eight wing? I'm a one wing. Really? Okay. Yeah. Which is weird. Maybe you're four
3: because you're, you think you're unique. and that None of these things can actually. I don't think I'm own. unique
2: at all. Cause everyone I meet is a nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pastors. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so for real. true. Pastors are nines and eights. Yeah. And a couple of twos.
0: And the good ones are sevens.
2: <laughs> um, what is your Hogwarts house?
0: I'm Gryffindor, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No one be is abs- happy about yeah. that. I'm upset. No. I, I'm happy by it. I'm I actually am very happy that I'm Gryffindor. I think people don't, I think a lot of people pretend to be Gryffindor because Potter was, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you realize that really us Gryffindors, we're really competitive. Yeah. Um, and we're we're not slimy and like Slytherin, like where we're trying to break all the rules, but we want to win and want everyone to know that we're but the really, best. really digging
2: um, in on those Slytherins there.
0: Well, no, Slytherins are, they're different. Slimy they're, and breaking all the rules. But I think like the idea of, of a Gryffindor. We're not chill. We're not going with the flow. Um, we're winners. Um, yeah. And that's, I'm a, I'm yeah. a Gryffindor. But, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, three Gryffindors, I guess. Three, three to one Hufflepuff.
0: Yeah. Who's Hufflepuff?
2: Yo. Yeah, makes, I self identify. I self identify <laughs> as Ravenclaw, but I keep testing as a Gryffindor. Because so. you are. Yeah, I, I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm too competitive exactly. about. Too com- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the fact that you want to change yourself badly proves you're a Gryffindor. Yeah, exactly. I'm too proud to be a Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, what was the other question?
1: If you could go back in oh, time yeah. to any concert, historical concert to be present at, what would it be?
0: Yeah, I've heard that question on your podcast a yeah,
2: lot. That, yeah, that's why um, we're asking you.
0: Yeah, I know. And I always, I always. Want to come up with some great answer, but my, I'm going to go with my gut. Yeah. Um, my gut is Woodstock. Mm. Um, wow. And I know that's an unfair thing because there's more than one concert there. But no, no, the, no, no. Woodstock 98? Is that what you're saying? Nope, not no. Woodstock 98. <laughs> the original Woodstock, the idea of it, I've, I mean, I've watched a lot of movies and documentaries about it and read a lot of books about Woodstock, and the idea of, of that it just kind of came out of nowhere yeah. um, and how it wasn't supposed to be this thing, um, and that cards were parked. In the, on the highway and made the highway a parking lot and it just became this cultural phenomenon um, that everyone was just there and doing drugs and having orgies and just living their life now I would want, not want to be a 40 year old I wouldn't have gone to Woodstock at a 40 year old like yeah. that's well, I don't have these kids well you're not 40 now so you could go like, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to a 39 year old either <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think Woodstock is my is my canned answer that's
3: not a bad answer
0: um,
2: I mean it's not a good answer but it's yeah. an answer a great answer. I think, yeah. it's fine. I think it's great. What was yours? Springsteen, yours was the Beatles. Springsteen, yeah. Springsteen 79. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Is that the one Courtney Cox was at? <laughs> oh, okay.
1: That's the one. That's no, the one where she the, got in discovered. In New Jersey.
3: <laughs> Passaic. Yeah. Passaic so you were, you, you pitched this time. Oh, this question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you guys deal with anger? Uh, is an interesting, it's an interesting thing because especially listening to, if, People are only listening to you guys on a podcast. You don't really get angry in real life uh, very much in public when I see you, but you guys agree a lot on the podcast. And I just think like anger is not a topic that I think is talked about a lot, especially by pastors. And I think that's right. an interesting uh, topic. There, there is
1: a segment of Christendom that thinks that anger is a bad thing. Yep.
2: Um, that And there's that, a segment of Christendom that thinks that anger is a righteous thing. Right. Way yeah. too good. Let's start with this before we get too into the depth of that. Uh, what makes you angry? What's a, what's a good example of something that makes you angry? Classic angry.
3: Uh, just as a kind of humorous anger, I get like irrationally upset when I drop food or like spill water <laughs> or like spill a beverage.
2: It's good to know. Yeah.
3: yeah, like I get really upset because it's just like I ruined that and it's my fault. I'm just like, this is so stupid. But I get, I get really mad. Yeah. i met yeah.
0: mad at what or whom.
3: Myself, That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For dropping it and being like, I can't believe I ruined that.
2: I get the quickest that I'll go off the rails. And I, I mean, I think that here's the embarrassed. Here's my embarrassed story. Yeah. And I've already told it on the podcast when I get so mad that I booted the kickball up into the, into the rafters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that's the
2: times that I'll have blow ups like that, which happens like every four years. Like it really doesn't happen very often at all. When it's just annoying to me, that'll be annoying. But I, that to me doesn't ride out as long just because I, I start to think like, if this only matters to me, then I have the ability to get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not immediately, but I can r- I can rationalize my way out of this and be like, "There is no benefit to being angry about this." And so I need to. Uh, it may take me a little bit to calm down from it, but it, uh, it won't. I don't hold grudges against stuff like that. But the things that are hurting other people become such a sustained um, level of anger. Is I mean, again, that's the best word uh, clearly that. That's the kind of thing that I, I think it moves us to action. And again, out of love, that Jesus is constantly pushing toward helping the oppressed and the poor and the, and the prisoner and the, 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 the immigrant and the, the foreigner. Um, and it's not because they don't need help. Yeah. And that you, need, you, can't, you won't help people if you don't see their pain. And if you don't experience their pain as your pain, then you won't get angry about it. I, I would be angry if someone's pushing me. I'm not as angry if they're not, if they're pushing somebody else, but if they're, if they're pushing my kid, I'm even more angry. And so if I think of everybody and try to love people in the way that I, um, love myself, as Jesus would say, then it's easier to, um, harness that anger into action yeah. because I think anger that is just, uh, held onto is not helpful. Anger must move you to, right. to action.
1: Yeah. But I want to hear more about yeah. what makes yeah. Rob angry.
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, I've been sitting here thinking about it for a while because I get, I get labeled as one who does not get angry. And I think a lot about the Hulk mm. and the Marvel movies um, and, like, the real Hulk. Um, the, the, recent, the real Hulk? The most recent one. Oh, I thought I'll you say. meant the real Hulk. No. Hulk Hogan. No. No. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot about the Hulk and the well, real Hulk. We might talk about Royal Rumble, which is tomorrow. That's later. we we'll <laughs> oh, talk about oh. WWE. But, oh, um, wait,
2: to, to anyone who doesn't know this, my favorite weird fact about Robert Bradford is that he loves WWE. I love the WWE. He loves I love it. professional wrestling. Yeah. Oh, it's, That's, it's, that might be okay, a topic that, yeah. Of the conversation. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Anyway, so I think about Hulk's said, and I'm probably going to misquote this, but I, I remember it, there, it was when he had... Bruce Banner actually said it, not Hulk. And Bruce Banner had had, had figured out that he was being able to control his hopelessness and they're like, you know, how did you stop getting angry? He's like, no, the secret is I'm always angry.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm never angry. I'm always angry. Um, and sometimes you'll see it on Twitter or sometimes you'll see it, but I realize I'm rarely angry at individuals. Right. And so that's what people don't see. I'm not going to get ma- I'm not going to get into an argument with my wife. I'm not going to get into an argument with my coworkers. I'm not going to yell at my children because they're individuals who do individual things. And I, have this very strong opinion that I suck and I'm not great and so I want a lot of grace and I want a lot of forgiveness and so if I'm expecting other people to forgive all my farting in the White House and other shenanigans, (laughs) then I must also forgive them for their shortcomings, which they have a lot, I have a lot, but I have less of a tolerance for like institutions, I have less of a tolerance for racial injustice, uh, white supremacy, Mm -hmm. Um, we could talk a long time about white supremacy, Um, but being being a black man in this country, I think I live angry every day, and so I think to say I'm never angry isn't true. But I'm angry about I'm not angry at individuals. Individuals are individuals. Right. So it's
2: more like a like uh, it's a sustained, chronic thing.
0: Yeah. I for mean, for that, the condition of the yeah, world. Yeah. Cr- chronic. Chronic makes it seem um, fixed. Like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a
2: sustained I, way of being while there is unrest in the world. Yeah. And yeah. there's
0: going to be unrest. And I yeah. think I think my anger is. Is legitimate and justified and I think that I use it to push myself on that's why social justice matters I mean I I don't think you can care about social justice if you're not angry right because if you're not angry then everything's good
2: yeah everything's not good
0: everything sucks that's true and we need to talk about it and we need to fix it and we need to get mad about it
3: I was gonna ask if that was a process for you to get to that point or was it uh, like did something you worked at to sort of realize you like grace and forgiveness, and
0: so I need to offer that well, daily. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to get real mad. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and and anger, anger was real. I mean, like, and I think, and I, I, the more I think about it, I think I didn't realize how mad I was at the big things, at the injustices in the world, mm-hmm. at you know, mm-hmm. a dad who left, at things like that, and so I let myself be mad while playing. Dodgeball, right? I let myself yeah. be mad while while playing basketball and getting fouled. Ooh, like that's a big deal. I let myself be mad because yeah. somebody called me a name. When well, none of those things actually mattered, I was really mad at the world. Right. Um, and when I recognized that, it made it so like I'm not mad at this person. They're just right. also I, I I also say this and this. So that all sounds great. Let me say the negative part. Um, I realize a lot of it comes down to arrogance. Um, fundamentally, I think people are stupid, and so when they do things, yeah. I. I chalk it up as they're stupid, right? Right? I literally, like, someone I'm like, they're an idiot. Like, I'm not gonna be mad at what they just did because they're stupid. Um, that's pretty arrogant. Um, and like, I, I, when I used to teach at a at a school that there were a lot of fights in, um, I would always talk to the students. I'm like, you must really like that person. Like, you must be really passionate. And they're like, no, I can't stand him. I'm like, and why do you allow him to make you so mad? Why do you give him that power? And I always make the joke. There's only three people in my life who do have the ability to make me mad. One of them is my wife. Mm -hmm. One of them is my brother. And the other one is sitting at this table and his name is Tyler Downs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I definitely, yeah, whenever we were talking about how Rob doesn't get mad, I was like, I seen not <laughs> get mad. And I realized
0: <laughs> that, you know, I could talk about Martin Lawrence for hours, but there's a thin line between love and hate, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and, and the fact of the matter is, like, when you love somebody so much and yeah. you care about how they think of you, um, it's easier to be frustrated by them. And I let my guard down where I'm always, my guard's up, like I'm not going to let I'm not going to let some stranger make me mad, but like, I'm vulnerable around people, those three people I'm the closest to. And so it's, it's more likely that they can, I can, I can allow myself to get angry in their presence and, yeah. and at them. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, I think, yeah. no, no, but, no. but if it does happen, it'll be those three people.
2: Right. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And I, I think that the, 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 I don't, I mean, likewise, I, I think that one, one thing that you really touched on is that I, that, I, I want to uh, add to mine was like me kicking that kickball. I wasn't mad at the kickball. You were not. It was the culmination. It's holding on right. to all that stuff. And there's a reason why it always happened at conference. Like it's all also, of the things, all of the things <laughs> that are not working the way that they should right. in other places. And now this one thing that I might be able to control, I can't.
0: And this one thing that you love dearly.
2: Yes. And, and I want other people to love. Yes. And so like all the, I don't get angry about things that only affect me. I get angry about things that could be better for other people.
1: Well, that's, I think, uh, throw this out for conversation, because I, when I think about anger as a pastor, the the quintessential description of anger is Jesus flipping over the tables of the temple. It's this thing that I love that was meant to be a house of prayer yeah. is so corrupted and so screwed up that literally I've got no other choice but to flip over tables and make whips out of cords yeah, and like... Yeah charge everybody out and that's not a bad thing
2: yeah oh no no
1: um i i think that because at some point in there you were like just or anger isn't just or righteous or whatever and i was like
2: anything, yeah, that it is. Kind of is,
1: yeah i think the word you used that i kind of latched on to for like kicking the kickball or whatever is frustration like yeah. when frustration boils to a point of
2: well and i think that that's maybe don't... my pushback about uh, why i why i say that righteous anger is a difficult thing is because that it has been used as a weapon right to say we're allowed to hate because we're righteous in that way. Right. And, and Jesus going into the temple, I mean, to Rob's point, he's passionate about that. He wouldn't, he didn't care that they're selling in other places because who cares? But this, he cares about those people. He cares about the temple. He cares about what this is doing to people in their understanding of God, that he is so upset that his love for them makes him yeah. do those things, which is, again, kind of parsing things out. But I, th- th- I just, I, I want to clarify that just to, to say why I am hesitant to talk about righteous anger because right the the, no. the idea of righteous anger has been used to fight wars has been used to oppress people has been used to um, do
0: terrible things and and, and has been used to liberate people and I mean well, we have yeah. to like, yeah. I always yeah. I talk to my students a lot who Absolutely. I work at a school that's not a Christian school I'm in Seattle so there are very few Christians. That I run into in Seattle, and I talk to them a lot about yeah, the atrocities of the religions that have that have done in the world are very oh, yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, a lot of the good that's happened in our world has been done in the name of of religion, yeah. uh, not just Christianity, Islam, yeah. Judaism, Hinduism, but a lot of the good. I'd say the bulk of the good that's been done in this world has been done in the name of Christ- in the name of religion, and that the same as be, the that, bulk of the bad has been done yeah. in the name of religion. And both of those things can <laughs> yeah. be true. And I think
2: that that's yeah. that's one of the things that we miss that we assume. We used to say everything was good, and then we started realizing that everything was bad, and that took away all the good. Right. And we can recognize that, the, that religion has actually been a tremendous thing for civilization. The, but it's also been a pox on the world.
1: Yeah. I, I truly think of anger, and, and, and I think this plays into everything you said. The, the analogy that comes to mind is of a nuclear power plant. Yeah. Like, it is a very volatile thing that you're playing with. Yeah. And you can use it to make power. You can use it to make good. You can use it to make energy. You can use it to power change and adapt. But if it gets out of hand, if it goes in the wrong direction, if it gets misused, you've got Chernobyl. Yeah. Right. So, like, you can use anger in the right way, but I would argue that people, there are some people who are using righteous anger, however they're defining it, and it's a meltdown. Like, right. it's a total meltdown of what God intended anger to do.
2: This is going to, we're going to, you turn real quick, but I want to get it because you didn't do it. What makes you angry? Oh,
1: um, I don't know. I see this is part of why, uh, this is an interesting topic. I was talking about this the other night with the, with the professor and the, the cohort leader when I was taking my shirt off and stripping in public, um, (laughs) that as a nine, that's why I jumped right to the Enneagram thing. I have such a complicated relationship with anger. Um, the comedians I like best are Louis Black and Kathleen Madigan and, all the angry people. The shouty puns, yeah. The ones shoddy that ones. use anger and turn it into humor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cause that's very much what I do mm-hmm. is, my humor is anger driven. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and a lot of times it's to make people laugh, but if you listen close enough, it's actual anger. Mm-hmm. Um, so what makes me angry? Almost everything. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's it, it, true. Like, yeah, like almost everything. Um, people that take too long in a grocery store, <laughs> what are you reading on the label <laughs> In front of me why why are you doing that and like again i can make that funny but really sitting in a grocery store i'm steaming you know uh the pe- the person that we talked about earlier that just is always there and always yeah. talking and has yeah. no self-awareness like what are you doing uh traffic we talked traffic earlier what why 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 no turn signal mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm. so like there are little things like that and i think again part of this the the nuclear power plant example in my head is to have relief valves I make it funny so that it's not building up somewhere for me to blow up later
3: what's
2: the deal with that <laughs>
3: <laughs> like does it bother do you feel a need to be like this i shouldn't be angry at this i should fix this uh or something else
1: yeah i i think at peace is a strong word particularly around the right. frustrations like yeah. someone being a bad driver is a frustration yeah. that's not really anger uh-huh. i think those are related and that's why we're parsing them yeah. so yeah. Uh, delicately, is that they're related, uh, I'd put frustration way lower. So, like, does that drive me to action? No. Um, but the other thing I have, I'm privileged to have, is a pulpit. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, speaking of anger, was right after Charlottesville um, when all that went down. I preached, I guest preached mm. at my home church. Mm. And f- side note, as a pastor, when you guest preach somewhere, I don't know why I'm braver. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> way more bold because they're not going to fire me.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and when Jesus gets preached at his home church, they took him out to try to kill him. Right. So, I mean, right. as long as that doesn't happen, then you're doing yeah, okay. Yeah, you're doing okay. Try to push him off a cliff.
1: But I said in the in the sermon something to the effect, like I had a whole paragraph on, like, racism is anti-kingdom. Like, hmm. you cannot be a Christian and believe in white Which supremacy. Which should not be a shocking thing to say. Right. Mm-hmm. People came up to me after that service and said, that was really brave of you. And I was like, there was no way yeah. coming off of that weekend yeah. that I was going to come in here and not say something about it. Uh, and, and, what changed that effect to a whole bunch of white people in, in an upper middle-class suburb, probably not much, but at least I had something to do with the anger. But that's, you know, again, I, I use humor to make it funny. Um, cause then I'm laughing and it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the irony of an Enneagram nine is we get called the peacemakers. I am rarely totally at peace. Um, I'm constantly searching for it, but I'm never a hundred percent chilled
0: jim when i think about what you're saying and some of the things that you're thinking about and this is what's worked for me is i have and i don't know if this is I have no idea if this is healthy so but I, this is what i do i i think about others yeah. um and i i take myself out of the equation so like if i'm if i see a driver that's cut me off and done some things i go they must really have somewhere to be mm-hmm. right like and i assume i might be in that day some someday i might need to do that and i hope people aren't cussing me out you know three cars behind because I really had to get to this place cause something was wrong and, or, or they're having a bad day or they're arguing with their kid and they weren't really paying attention, you know? Um, and those things happen. And I just, I just, I don't know, I just take a deep breath and just think like the world is so much bigger than this person taking a long time in the grocery store. Yeah. Like it's so much bigger. Yeah. Um, and that's a privileged stance, you know, definitely a privileged place to be that I can even take a deep breath and I don't want to belittle anybody who does get angry. Yeah. Um, but i i think it's not about we all get angry like everybody gets angry i i like that word like emotional oh so and so so emotional so so no we're all emotional right. there's just some emotions that we've deemed as more negative so we call those people emotional right. when they exhibit them but we're all emotional we all have emotions um and the to me it's like how do we allow anger to manifest itself and do we want to be known as an angry person and i think if we do then lean into it yeah. right if you want people to be like man that person has a lot on their mind and they are angry and they're not taking shit from anybody and i think that's great. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Malcolm X gets labeled as an angry guy. And really, when you listen and read about Malcolm X, Malcolm X wasn't that, any more angry than MLK. No. no. Right? Some he of his speeches were a little yeah. bit more fiery. Yeah. But he wasn't any more angry than most of the people. You know, everybody was mad. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. And, but he leaned into that. He didn't, you know, he didn't walk away from this anger. And so I think it's okay to to lean into this anger. And I also want to say on a totally different note, the story about Jesus almost getting put up, pushed off the ledge in his hometown and how he was like, no, nah, I'm just going to kind of walk back through the crowd like it's no big deal. It's one of the funniest stories yeah. in the entire Bible. Um, like he's on that. the edge yeah. and then they're like, where'd Jesus go? And Jesus is like, hey guys. Like, I'm not dying today. Hey, look like, at that bird. That, that, that is funny to me. There's
2: only three, there's three different scenarios. One is that he's super sneaky and just kind of slid through them and like, come on, grab him. And he's like, see you later, guys. And he just kind of like gets through there. The other is that he just straight up like magic tricked himself. Like so, it was a miracle. Just and then he's in a different place. And my favorite is the smoke bomb trick, or just the hey, look over there. And then they're like, what? And then he's like, then he ran, and then you just see him over like a hundred feet away.
0: The idea of Jesus running is funny to me. Yeah,
3: like I've never thought about that before. (laughs) Why would Jesus ever need a physical? In the the, scenario too,
2: he's giggling as he's running (laughs) away.
3: Got (laughs) him. That's why I don't exercise because Jesus didn't. Like the
2: gingerbread man. That's really that's that's biblical.
3: I've appreciated the that in this conversation. We never, no one ever approached it as like, anger is a very bad thing and you must get rid of it. Yeah. And, and you know, we all, we all approached it or you all approached it as uh emotion, like feeling emotions is very natural, normal human thing to do. And like, it can be good. And
0: yeah. And the one thing I do, I do think about anger. Um, and I, I've talked about this a lot. I know a lot of people that only swear when they're angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I do, I do have issues with that. I realize like when we change because we're angry, yeah. I don't think we should change because we're angry. I don't think we should change because we're sad. I don't think we should change because we're happy. I think it should maybe amplify ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a person who swears normally, then my swear words might feel a little bit more angry. If I'm not someone who swears normally, then my other words might seem more, but like we shouldn't change who we are. I think we should be angry and I think anger is great, but it mm-hmm. should, it should not be this total personality change.
1: Well, and yes, we should be angry the i've been sitting here trying to figure out anger pointed at something because the people that claim righteous anger there there's an anger problem in our country yeah um and i'm not saying don't be angry or get rid of it or whatever but there's there's a segment of our culture and it's getting to be on both sides of any particular political divide i am angry so i can hate them yeah yes, yes. And that when your anger that's is targeted a,
2: at, a, at a group of people right then or, everything is their fault
1: or even just a ticket to like Say the things I've always wanted yeah. to say because I don't like that other person. Um, that's not an appropriate anger. I don't even think that is actual anger. No. I think that's just hate using yeah. ag- anger yeah. as an as a excuse.
2: Well, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. Uh, yes. And suffering. So the dark side. I suffering also, sides. suffering. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, just to, to piggyback on that, I think that the, um, uh, and, and kind of what I was saying before, that that anger should lead us not to hate, but to action. Right and it, 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 it if it leads to hate that's terrible and the other thing if it doesn't lead to action it just leads you to be an angry yeah. person if you hold on to that anger then you're bitter and holding on to grudges one of the things in my life and uh, at some point we'll talk about this in the longer way uh, but uh i've I, I had a bad experience with with i have a bad relationship with my dad um there's a table of a couple people Same. who've had some bad relationships <laughs> with dads uh, and and i will see myself after. I realized <laughs> i i realized um Pretty early on, I, and I was pretty angry at him. And I think uh, for good reason. Mm-hmm. He did some bad things. And bad things not not even to me so much as to the people, the other people in my family. It was just really terrible things. And there was a point at which I realized being angry at him did not change anything. And it only made me hurt. And uh, so it wasn't affecting him at all, my mm-hmm. anger. But it was affecting me. And I had to get to the point where I could just either do something about it. And I tried to, I tried to kind of reconnect with him and tried to fix that relationship. And he just wasn't going to change and wasn't going to do anything that owned up to some of the things that he did. And so, um, I, when that wasn't going to work. I realized the only thing I can do with this anger is to try to find healthy ways to let go of it because mm-hmm. I have done what I can to try to change him. I can't change him. And again, now if I can't change somebody, if my anger is not dependent on somebody else, then it's dependent on me and I need to find a way to let go of it. And it yeah. took a while. And then, and it's still, even with that relationship, because it's kind of an unresolved relationship right now, I still have to check myself. Am I, when I think of him, am I motivated by anger? And there's some days that it's yes. And that's the day that I have to like realize, like, what, why am I angry about this? How do I let go of that? Yeah. And, and not let go of it, like deny it, but how do I let go of the hold that it has on me? I'm still, and he's not actively hurting anybody in my family right now. So that's, that's a whole lot easier. But, but letting go of that, not, not in the way that he was. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, nothing's resolved, but it's a safer place than it, than it had been. Yeah. And so um, the urgency for me to force that interaction with him is not there like it used to be. And so um, it's still, I'm still angry about that, and I'm angry about the pain that it has caused. But it's, it's a healthier thing for me to be able to and i mean i don't want to say choose because you can't choose to be happy but to go through a process of trying to realize this is not affecting him but it is affecting me right so how do i find healthy ways to do that and again it's a process of continual
0: one no it's all you jay well that's
1: I, i was thinking about that earlier too you know one of the things i was thinking through that makes me really angry is the separation stuff at the border families getting separated Yep the the that one is the equation is that policy makes me angry the the answer to it is not i hate republicans the answer is let's call legislators let's vote appropriately let's do something about it that's a very easy anger for me to deal with in pennsylvania um when you're talking about anger at a family member or or someone you're very close to that's wounding you constantly that is a whole different level of difficulty in terms of where to put that anger. Cause it, it if they're still with you in the home, it's repetitive. Yeah. If they're, you know, someone you care about deeply, it's really close. It's not, you know, like ah, I can watch Looney Tunes and get over it. Yeah. Right. Like there's a difficulty level increase the closer it gets. To and, home. And,
2: and even in, I mean like family and, and relationships and stuff. And I, and I mean to reiterate, I think this was clear, but just in case it wasn't uh, this is not justifying when someone is hurting you actively or hurting someone you love that you just let it go like this is once you've done all that you can and the people involved are as safe as they can be and there's not going to be any progress how do you let go of that anger if you've run out of action if anger can't lead you to action then if you hold on to that anger it's just going to lead to hate or lead to um, kind of being bitter yourself and so and there may be a point at which I can turn it back into action but at this point I need to let it become something other than hate or right. bitterness.
0: Right. I think the other thing interesting about anger, and I through this conversation, I'm not sure how, how much I believe what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> this is the best statements. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this, yeah. I, li- I lived on this for a while, um, but this idea, and I think there's some truth in this, the idea that, that anger is a secondary emotion. Mm. Um, I've read that before, yeah. and I, I, I've leaned into it pretty hard, and there's many instances where it's true. I'm wondering if it's all instances, but I think like when I talk to students, and they're like my mom's yelling at me or my dad's yelling at me and they're so mad and i'm like well let's let's get to what's going on here what would, what happened well i i um i went somewhere and i wasn't responding to the you know to their texts and i was like were they mad and they were scared
2: yeah they're it's like yeah, you yeah. were
0: they were scared that something was wrong yeah. and so it turned into anger it's a very normal response to take fear to anger oh, yeah. and speaking of a lot of the political things that you're talking about that's that's true for a lot of people yeah. that fear turns into anger and i also think hurt Um, Because we don't know I think especially as men, I think this is very true I think we have not touched on toxic masculinity, but man that's real And I think as men Mm -hmm. we have been taught for a long time that fear and hurt and pain are Weaknesses, but anger is not right And so instead of acknowledging that the thing you did hurts my feelings And can we talk about how it hurt my feelings instead? I'm gonna go you a-hole. I'm gonna punch you in the face I hate you, right? I'm actually not mad. I'm hurt You've hurt my feelings with what you did, but it's way easier to just fight you. It's way easier to flip you off, it's way easier to yell at you because we don't want to acknowledge our real feeling when our real feeling is, I kinda wanna cry. I kinda wanna cry about this, but I can't show that, so I'm gonna yell at you. Well, and (laughs) it's vulnerable (laughs) too. Fear fear
2: is vulnerable, anger is not. Correct, anger is aggressive, it's
0: it's not passive, it's active. And I think we've been trained to to lean into that. And And I think, to go back to your first answer, why I don't, that's why, I will easily lean into my pain and easily lean into the fact that I've been hurt and not let it go into anger mm-hmm. and let it talk about action, right? Let's take that, let's take you've done something wrong to me instead of me yelling at you, which won't solve anything. Can, can I talk to you about how that right. didn't feel good? Can we talk about that? You and know, that was, like <laughs> That might take a hot minute, right? Might, <laughs> you, you might have to might.
1: go sit somewhere else oh, yeah, and vent yeah. out. Yeah, it's a,
2: it's a simple, I, I would say, and I think this is an important thing to parse. it, it can It's a simple reality. It's not easy.
1: No. Yeah, Correct. Right.
2: And, yeah. and that's how many things are. It's like loving your neighbor as yourself or not hating your enemies. That's simple. We can understand that. It's, a, right. yeah, it's not complicated, but it's super, not, easy. It's not <laughs> easy at all. And so doing all that, we're saying this very simply. Um, and what oh. you just said was amazing. I almost stopped you and said, do it again, but you're still going. Uh, but uh, we, it, it's important to recognize that this, it's, it's a simple process to approach this anger but it's not an easy process. Right. And for some people who've been practicing it for almost 40 years, they, uh, they, they have found a way, a healthy way to so do it. Close. And for some people who've been also practicing it for slightly over 40 years, they have found maybe slightly less successful ways to do it, but still pretty good ways to do it. And, and maybe you were in a process of, when I was younger, I was really bad with anger. I mean, you kind of communicated that too. That When we were in high school, college, we were angry young men who because the world was wrong because of, because we had better ideas. Not less about the suffering. I mean, yes, the suffering, but also the rules of dodgeball are just wrong. Like this is a much better way to play dodgeball. Like being, uh, feeling this indignity about a lack of voice or a lack of respect that you were going to get, and that would lead to anger. And so, learning how to process this takes time. And I, I don't mean it like when you get older you don't understand it. It's just no. it's a practice. It,
1: it is a practice, and I would also say too. That Jesus is a part of this, that like, not just a, he's a happy camp counselor, Jesus, all the time, like, get over your anger, but to invite Jesus into the anger. One of the biggest misnomers of the whole faith is to tell Jesus we don't have any, when that's exactly what his role and responsibility in redemptive history is, to bear our pain, to, to take it, and to redeem it. Um, so to pretend like, no, the, Jesus, I'm good. Healthy, you don't need a doctor. Right. Like, yeah.
2: Like, to be like, no, I don't get angry. I'm fine. Yeah.
1: Okay, and I don't need the, forgiveness. And, I'm a
2: good person. Uh, to double down on your thing, it's not just when Jesus is flipping tables that he's angry. He's angry all the time. Yeah. And he his anger is usually at the church people. Yeah. And But it's not saying I hate you guys. I mean, he calls them a boot of vipers one time. Oh, that's John the Baptist. But uh, he, he says they're whitewashed tombs. He's yeah. constantly saying, like, you're the ones who should be helping you're people. You're the problem. You're yeah. the doctors who are killing people, basically. Yeah. And so his anger at them is not just, like, hatred or something, but it's, like, they're the ones... Who should be the most helpful and should know this better than anybody and they're not only not doing it but they're leading people astray and that's I mean even in a current situation right now uh, part of the reason why we get so mad at the religious leaders and the religious uh, the kind of Christian the people who are claiming Christianity and using it to support all of these terrible policies is that they're the people who should know better if they really know Jesus and what they say is so inconsistent with Jesus that it's we can calling out um, I mean, re- false Christianity. It's hard to, right. I don't mean to be so judgmental about it, but it is because it's just not the way of Jesus. It, and Jesus is calling out false faith in God in, in the new Testament. That's one of his biggest things that he does. Yeah.
3: It's yeah, it's, it gets hard. How are we parsing it when both sides, I've heard it from both sides calling the other side, false Christianity.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. That, that is right. a whole other conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and i don't know how to
3: unpack
1: that right now but yeah
2: i mean the, the simple thing of that that i would say without without really unpacking it but just kind of uh running it through the the uh, the x-ray machine at the at In the, the check-in brain. uh is is that um i think that if you under, if you read the scripture and not just proof text of scripture not just pick out what you want but look at the larger narrative of who jesus is um jesus consistently is clarifying what he's about. Well, this is
1: a throwback. I don't know when these, what order these will get released in. But we had an episode a little while ago where we were talking about cursing. And and the Lord, taking the Lord's name in vain came up. Yeah. Um, and I think. Which we didn't even really talk about what that really We really means. didn't. Yeah. We flew right by it. And I think that, you know, there's using it, using Jesus Christ as a curse word. Yeah. Is one version of that. I think another is to just sprinkle Jesus into whatever makes sense to you. Uh, you know, so like to say the the situation of the border with separating families is done in Jesus' name. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Well, yeah,
2: and that's what it is. So it's like there's a difference between blasphemy and taking the Lord's name in right. vain. Blasphemy is the, oh my God, it's it's saying the name of God in unholy places. But, but, but to your point, the Lord's name of vain is, is justifying ungodly actions right. by saying God ordains it.
1: To your point, that I, that's not me saying they're not true Christians or, or they're, you know, false Christians or whatever. Jesus told us to judge people by their fruit and my sitting here looking at that fruit, I go, that's not generosity, kindness, self-control. It's none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me feels like the Lord, I'd be, I'd invite pushback to somebody
2: that actually believes that. So, and, and the action that can come from that is to, we can, we can condemn those people and say, they're going to hell blah, 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 blah. They're evil. And th- they may be acting in evil, but if we're doing, if we're being the way of Christ, we have to hope for the redemption of even them. Right. And that they would change. That, that when we speak against voices that, that falsely identify with Christ, we need to do so with the hope that they would be able to understand that false identity. Not only that the people who are hearing them recognize it, but that they also would recognize Like that Jesus came also for the Pharisees and Sadducees, and his, his goal in talking to them was to help them see that they're doing it wrong, yeah. not to condemn them and say that you're, you guys are the ones that are going to burn
1: this I think is probably a separate podcast episode, but like Jesus and his anger had a hope of affecting change. Like I truly believe when he calls the Pharisees, hypocrites and whitewash tombs and things like that, that he actually believed they could turn around from what oh, they're absolutely, doing. Absolutely. I hope, Man, I hope so. I, hope yeah. I <laughs> think the worst place to put your anger is Twitter, Facebook, social media, because like uh, to the point of uh, nobody's minds are changing. Right, like everybody just kind of reads the anger of the tweet, and it, it it we all kind of accept that it's not going to change minds. It's okay to say what you want to say, yeah. But there's a vitriol that's not going anywhere. In a I way think, that I don't I, know is I, healthy. I
0: push back just a little bit. I I mm-hmm. do, and yeah. I know this is wild. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, but I I think that I think there is opportunity for change on social media. I think I've li- I've personally seen people who've come back to me and said. Discussing that with you. I've I've changed my mind. Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah, and it does it does happen And I think I think it maybe doesn't happen for us older people (laughs) Um, But people almost 40 year olds. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm and I mean, but I mean like the people who Don't know life without Instagram don't know life without, you know stamped their minds are changed Um, and I think it's important. I mean when I think about the people who just watch Fox News, right? right? If that's all they're getting then they need my feed and I know that might sound arrogant um, but they need to have other people and I I purposely follow people that I disagree with yeah, on sense. Twitter and on Facebook because I need to see what people are saying that's mm-hmm. the piece maybe more because like, I, I worry the echo chamber yeah like that people are that's just mad. Added. yes mm-hmm. and the mad cycles on the mad, and it constantly yeah. keeps just but even even as I've been talking to Jimmy the past few days and he's been talking some pop culture things and I feel like I'm pretty in tune with pop culture um but I think two or three times now I've said to him, man I follow a lot of different people than you on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and I'm hearing a lot of different mainly black voices that are saying things that you're not saying in mm-hmm. regards to some of this pop culture stuff like the movies has been talking about and I'm like that's really interesting yeah. um, not that Jimmy's saying things wrong and not that the people I follow are the only people yeah. saying things right either but right. they're different yeah um, and I, I do think to, to say that the stuff that I've read hasn't changed my mind it has okay right, right? like in 100% because I've, I've got a certain frame that's been framed now because of the people that I choose to follow exactly good, like I do. Yeah, yes,
2: and that's a good way to put it too, like because it's really easy to feel like because I, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with what Jay is saying, and that it does. I think a lot of times people go on there feeling like they're making a difference, and a lot of times they're not. Yeah. But I am influenced by what I read on Twitter, I'm influenced, and I try to follow a, a, a variety of people. There, there are certain people. I do, when it's hateful stuff, I, I end up not following it. Same, but, same but, I, but I also do a good job of following people who do follow those people, who like retweet stuff to kind of keep in. The, so, but but um, against my own better understanding and better assumptions, I have also had situations where people have kind of said, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, I hadn't heard that perspective before and I, and it doesn't happen very often. Right. So it's, it's not, it's this is exception. not the main purpose for this. Yeah. And the, the, one of the biggest differences is, is much like anger. Like if you, are you going in here to be right and to, to, to hate on people and say you're dumb, or are you going in here to say, uh, have you considered this perspective? And oftentimes that line is very thin yeah. between, because it can turn into, it can go from, uh, I don't think that you fully understand this. Let me help you to you're an idiot. Um, right. And I've definitely done that. Yeah. Uh and, and it's because it's so easy to do and that's kind of the way in which that's the place to do it. And so um like you're seeing so much of that judgy, hateful language that it's hard, especially when someone is being judgy and hateful at you, right. it can easily come back to that. But if your initial intention is uh one even just if you're letting people who, who may be on your feed who don't have that same perspective, just to give them the sense that not everybody has their same perspective, yeah. uh, even if they don't agree with you, just having one more person say, oh no, I don't think that that's true, is really helpful. It's, it's good to hear people having different opinions on different political figures. And it's not just right and left, there's nuance behind it. Mm-hmm. And so just retweets are helpful um, if Ret- nothing. Retweets are not endorsements. No, no, no. But it's helpful just to say, <laughs> look at this. I always, I always see a retweet as like, this is worth reading. It's worth reading. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I also, I think um, there's also some something that's important. I think something that's important is the idea um, for people in privileged positions to speak up and stand for those not in privileged positions. Yes. And so I think it's, Jay just happened. <laughs> um, I think it's important. I think it's important to, to have men um, I, I, I want to hear men standing up for women's rights. Yes. I want to hear straight people standing up for LGBTQ rights. I want to yes. see white people standing up for for black lives. Um, I want to mm-hmm. hear non-natives speaking up for native rights and native lands and things of that nature. And I think I think that's important. And so while we might not be changing people's minds, I, I do think I'd, I'd like to go on Facebook and see a bunch of people not in the marginalized group saying, Hey, the marginalized group needs to be taken care of. Right. And not in a savior complex, especially not in a white savior complex or a male savior complex, but in a it's tiring. Um, being in a marginalized group, it's tiring to always be the one fighting. And I love it yeah. when I might say something and then a white person steps in and goes, Hey other white people, shut up. Yeah. Right? I'm like, Thank you, thank you. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. And angry. Tired losing. Leads leads t- <laughs> tired and
3: angry.
2: Yeah. So you use that anger uh, for change. Yes. What's your Twitter
1: handle? Because you tw- you have a really good grip on Twitter. Rasta Rob.
0: No, it's Rob Redford, 16. 16 oh, What? where did the Rasta Rob do? I don't know. Didn't you? Oh, wow. When did you get into that? I don't think that was my Twitter handle. Oh, what was it? It was like Rob Kazoo or something. I don't live in Kalamazoo anymore. When so. was Rasta Rob? What was that? Rasta Rob was my AOL? Other, AOL? other handles. <laughs> okay. No, AOL was rbln 5 mm-hmm. Mine was cool. Rob Bradford, cool KWL, yep. 05 yeah. for Fubu. Cool. And I'm
1: up in the
3: AIM.
2: And Jimmy's Twitter is?
3: Uh, at JimmyD926. Nice.
2: Wow. Uh, what was that? That was the other thing we forgot that we wanted to add to that. What was your AOL um, screen name?
0: RBLN05 stood for Rob Bradford, Norrex, and 05 was. <laughs> if you remember the FUBU brand from the 90s, five4 sure us, do. Um, okay. their numbers on everything were zero five, and so oh, zero dude. five is in a lot of my things. I, I remember, remember every
1: single white kid in Franklin Regional in Murraysville that wore it every day. Are you so Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Because in my very diverse, well not very diverse, it was all black and all white, mainly high school, only the black kids wore FUBU.
3: Yeah,
1: we only had one black guy and he wasn't and wearing, and FUBU. S- wearing FUBU. he wasn't wearing
0: yeah, yeah, right. You're saying
3: <laughs> that white people started doing what black people were doing? It's, it's,
0: a, it's a new
1: idea. Yeah, you know,
3: we, we were really cutting edge out there in Marysville. The
0: yeah, cultural appropriation is a fun thing. I went to a bat mitzvah today. I don't know if you heard that. Um, and, were there 13 year old there? <laughs> yeah, <and> it was <laughs> awesome. But um, one of the things, um, you, know, you, like grab, you grab the prayer book to follow along, and you there was also a little sheet of paper that um, was explaining it, a bat mitzvah. And also there was a basket of, of uh, kippah that I had. Yeah. Um, and this is like my fourth bat mitzvah, and I have never put on a kippah. And because I, I feel, and I want to talk more to the rabbi about it, I feel like I'm culturally appropriate by yeah. putting on this kippah, but then I was reading through some of the things which I've read before, but it hit me again, where it said, we encourage everyone to wear one out of respect, yeah. and I'm like, oh, so I'm actually trying so hard to not culturally appropriate, yeah. and I'm actually disrespecting them by not putting on the kippah, now I feel like I'm at a, you know, at a crossroads, yeah. <laughs> like where, where, where do I go here? I think, I think that, that could be true. It I should put it on. Yeah, I will next
2: time. Well, and so much of appropriation is, uh, not all of it, but so much of appropriation is intent. Is
0: what?
2: Intent. Yeah. Yeah, I well,
0: mean, impact matters, but yes.
2: Impact does matter. I mean, yeah, and that's why it's not all of it. But if your goal is to share in something, that is a different approach than if your goal is to claim something.
0: Yeah. And when I've been invited via... The
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Says, please put that hat, yeah, hat right. on. I am not appropriating. No, no, no. Um, so, so go, challenging myself. I don't know if I'll put one. It's still, it's hard
3: out, right?
2: mm-hmm. so hit us up on the twitter uh-huh. uh, at all of our various hands yes. uh, and the question for twitter today is
1: I think the real question ought to be not what makes you angry but what action does anger drive you towards because um, what makes you angry could turn into a, again a twitter fest yeah, of just yeah, constant yeah. moaning about the world but like can you name a time that you were so angry it moved you to action uh, and what was the end result of that? That's a conversation
2: I think that would be worth having. And it could even, if, if you wanted to go light, you could give us what's something kind of ridiculous
0: with Yeah, like a like kickball. Kick
2: yeah, yeah, kicking a kickball over the Yeah, There you
3: go. Anyway, I've been Tyler. I've been Jay. I've been Jimmy.
0: I'm still Rob.
2: Oh, it's so good in Seattle. And this is bit. Robin, the, the pastor.
0: R- r- r-